Hi, this is Jonathan from Lewis Jewelers. If you're in the market for a diamond, we can make the experience easy and stress-free. Not to mention we can save you time and money. As a general manager, one of my roles is to hand-select every diamond that comes into our store. Don't shop alone. Come see me or one of my trusted advisors and find the perfect diamond today. Where Ann Arbor gets engaged, Lewis Jewelers. Welcome on into the Wolverine.com podcast. Clayton Safey here with Chris Ballas and Anthony Broom. Uh, we are going to talk a little spring football here as we're a week, two weeks removed uh, from the spring game. Obviously some news to get to as well. Jim Harbaugh joined John Jansen on his podcast and, uh, and talked a lot about the roster, uh, the spring uh, in general, uh, maybe a little hoops at the end. Uh, Manscaped is our sponsor. 20GoBlue is the promo code there, 20 go B-L-U-E, it gets you 20% off and free shipping on all of your Manscaped needs. Um, let's let's jump right into the football talk. I mean, the biggest news, obviously, is Jim Harbaugh confirming that J.J. McCarthy will start throwing on Monday, April 18th, uh, and the quarterback battle for Michigan is officially back on after a brief pause. And the bigger news is, uh, you know, how is it going to handle it? And, and is it going to be okay? And is his shoulder going to be fine? And what's going to happen over the next couple of months? Because, you know, um, it, let's say it doesn't heal up, then uh, your backup going into the season is probably Davis Warren, who had a great spring. But you know what? Uh, it's not exactly settling to, to think that a guy that's never taken a snap or was a former walk-on, hasn't played a whole lot of football in his career, would be your number two guy. So here's hoping that J.J. McCarthy comes on strong. I do strongly believe that Cade McNamara will start the opener anyway, but I do think it's up for grabs for the Big Ten season, and it kind of depends on what happens in the non-conference portion of the season. So this is good news, obviously, because it's clear that J.J. McCarthy's ceiling, guys, is higher than Cade McNamara's. Um, but at the same time, he didn't beat him out last year, and Cade McNamara is a Big Ten championship-winning quarterback. And, of course, J.J. McCarthy had something to do with that, too. So it's healthy competition. It reminds you of Tom Brady, Drew Henson, not in the, the level of talent or anything like that, obviously. Cade McNamara is not going to be the all-time Super Bowl-winning quarterback uh, in, in history, but it reminds you of that situation where you got the one guy with the big arm, you got the other guy that has plenty of intangibles and can do it. So it should be fascinating. Uh, here's hoping he doesn't overwork it, A.B., because uh, I think, in my non-professional opinion as a medic, uh, that's probably what got him into this mess. Yeah, you just hope it holds up. You know, once you elect not to go for surgery, which we're not here to say whether that was the right decision or not, but once rehab turns into the plan, um, you know, you do worry about wear and tear. And if it's something that will only degrade over time, you can rest something, but it can still uh, sort of be something that flares up. And, and shoulder issues with the quarterback, I mean, I don't know. I don't know how that just goes away by just resting it. So, We'll see. I mean, I'll give I'll give him credit in this regard in that this wasn't a guy that pouted during spring football that he didn't have a shot to really compete for the job. I mean, he was still doing footwork drills and, you know, doing the mental work and, and learning the playbook. And, you know, he wanted to be on the field so badly that he was, you know, volunteering to be the holder. We saw him hold for field goals and extra points in the spring game. So that guy's a competitor. Clayton and I talked about this a little bit in last week's show, uh, it just kind of means to me, you know, without having the spring to go through and, and compete for that quarterback battle, it probably means you just need to be that much better than Cade McNamara in camp. I, I think if it's a if it's a coin flip a, a, in terms of who starts the opener, they're going to go with Cade McNamara because he has the experience, but 
Uh, JJ McCarthy can, and I think he will still position himself to um, win this job if he has a if he's just far and away the best guy on the field. Which you know, Cade McNamara can take steps forward too. We've all talked about that throughout the offseason. But you know, if, if someone if the light turns on for someone and they will be the best version of themselves. Cade McNamara is the guy that you would take of the two guys. And that's not to say that Cade doesn't have more to unlock, but I tend to believe we kind of mostly know what he is. There are things he can do a little bit better. Certainly can be a little more productive, but that comes through more opportunity in the passing game too. But if JJ McCarthy is healthy and kind of explodes and he's too good to keep off the field, then all bets are off there. I mean, from a Michigan perspective, this is as good a situation they could have asked for at quarterback. And one that really, when we talk about battles and, you know, sometimes when Michigan's had these quarterback battles under Jim Harbaugh, it's been the guy who can, who just doesn't lose the job. I think whoever wins this one is going to go out there and win it and take it. And it's probably as healthy a situation that they have again, assuming that JJ can stay healthy. If he's not there and you don't have that body, well, then all of a sudden you're talking about um, Davis Warren and Alan Bowman, and, and it gets a little bit sketchy there. So certainly from his perspective, if he's going to start throwing next week, you just kind of monitor it and, and see what happens from there. I, I loved what Jim Harbaugh said about J.J. McCarthy and his attitude, and a couple of guys echoed that throughout the spring. But just what he brought even when he wasn't able to throw, getting the mental reps, getting in there, as you mentioned, the footwork stuff, uh, how he was just so positive and attacks everything with an enthusiasm unknown to mankind. I feel like Jim Harbaugh finally has two quarterbacks that he kind of sees a lot of himself in. And that's a good problem to have with, obviously he was a, an outstanding quarterback at co- in college and in the pros. Um, and I, I think you're right. Like the margin for error for JJ is slim in fall camp. If he wants to win the job for the opener, but there's going to be opportunity early in the season for him to prove himself as well. Um, other injury notes were Ronnie Bell is cutting as we see Anthony's dog making the cameo in the background there. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Shout out to to Harley. Uh, Ronnie Bell cutting, running more. He's going to be, you know, should be good to go uh, pretty soon. Uh, Rod Moore had the shoulder surgery, but he said last week uh, in a Q&A that he's good to go. They were holding him out for the spring, but he'll be all set. Um, Jim Harbaugh, you know, talked about Tyler Morris, who wasn't doing contact stuff. The freshman early enrollee wide receiver who had a ACL injury in his spring season last year, so he's even ahead of Ronnie Bell. Um, but other than that, pretty healthy. Jaden McBurrows, hopefully by fall camp at the corner spot. Um, Chris, you wrote the story about the offensive line, and it's something we've kind of talked about. As soon as they got Olu Oluwatimi and last year ended, it's like, okay, that was a great offensive line. They have the Joe Moore Award sitting there in the weight room, the biggest trophy I've ever seen uh, when you see those pictures. Uh, but this offensive line could be even better. I think it will be uh, with Olu at center, a guy who could honestly be a, a you know a round one pick next year in the draft. And then Trent A. Jones, who Jim Harbaugh said uh, is one of the guys that's emerged the most. They also like Carson Barnhart and have a really nice uh, top six there. It was interesting. Olu said that the NFL told him that he would get a late ground round grade or uh, be a free agent this year. And I'm like, wow, you know, what film are they watching? And I guess they want to see more of run blocking from him because I guess Virginia had more of a wide open offense. So, but I don't think you have to worry about that with this guy. If you look at how he's built and when he gets his hands on you, that was one of the interesting things coming out of spring was listening to them talk about how he gets his hands guys on linebackers and these guys can't get away and how he was going toe to toe with some of the best guys on the line. We've heard that's Mozzie Smith. 
So those guys, it's like Clash of the Titans in there, right, on the interior line, which is outstanding. So, uh, and then Trante Jones, uh, this guy, as Jim Harbaugh said, he was always been one of the most athletic guys in the in the room. He was playing behind Jalen Mayfield. He was playing behind Andrew Stuber, and now he's going to get his opportunity. They can do some different things with a guy who can move out there. So uh, it's exciting. And we saw him in the spring. I thought he did a good job. He was one of the biggest movers, frankly, from the people that we talked to in the building in terms of this guy really separated himself. And Carson Barnhart's a solid lineman, too. So that's saying something, and it happened early. But, you know, Jim Harbaugh has that list of, of you know, one to whatever, 150 guys where they rank and, and he grades them on off-season stuff, off the field, in the classroom, what you're doing in the weight room. Tronte Jones was seventh, okay? And that speaks to doing everything you can to see the field. Carson Barnhart wasn't that much farther down the list, but Tronte Jones was seventh. I think that means something. I think that shows how much he wants this. And we saw him last year, guys. He showed some flashes when he got out there of really being able to get his hands on people and dominate at times, really moving and finishing it uh, to the whistle. And that's pretty impressive. Hi, this is Jonathan from Lewis Jewelers. If you're in the market for a diamond, we can make the experience easy and stress-free. Not to mention we can save you time and money. As a general manager, one of my roles is to hand-select every diamond that comes into our store. Don't shop alone. Come see me or one of my trusted advisors and find the perfect diamond today. Where Ann Arbor gets engaged, Lewis Jewelers. Yeah, that's a great development for them. Uh, the fact that he has kind of taken the reins of that job. I mean, in there are scenarios in play. There still could be scenarios in play. There's a fall camp to do still. But uh, Carson Barnhart is a starting caliber lineman on this team and has started games before. So the fact that Trent A. Jones has not only you know matched that, but has surpassed it. And I think, I think we're all comfortable in saying, I think he's kind of the unquestioned guy at right tackle right now. All of a sudden you have with Olu in there and then, uh, excuse me, Keegan and Zinter on each side of him, you've got what I think is probably the best interior offensive line in college football. Um, you know, they're not going to be, you know, given that there's not a Hassan Haskins on this roster, it's probably not going to be as much of just ram it up. No, you know, ram it up the middle, run it up the middle, short yardage situation. So if you have an athletic right tackle, that can get out in space and get his hands on people. All of a sudden, that's where your run game starts to look a little bit different. Where you know you're getting um, you know Edwards and Corum those kind of those carries off tackle and getting them out in space, uh, you know, towards the hash mark, towards the numbers. So all of a sudden, like the way you look at this, I mean, Andrew Stuber is going to be probably a mid round pick or a late round pick in this draft, but might he be a better fit for what this team wants to do, given what this run game might look like? He being Trent A. Jones. We'll see. I mean, they're the. I really am just fascinated by the different ways. And we were, you know, we had the chat earlier today on our website. We encourage people to go check that out. You know, just talking about all the different ways. How do how do they keep guys happy in terms of, you know, the the playmakers, the running backs, wide receivers, tight ends. There are so many things that they can do with this offense, and it all starts up front. And you have guys up front that can do different things. I mean. Olu is again, yeah. Uh, Virginia tended to air it out last year, so we know he's a good pass blocking guard. Given that he looks like he was carved out of stone, I would think he can be a, a pretty good to elite run blocking uh, center as well. So, the fact that they've got that, they have the guys that are coming back. It really comes down to you know what we talked about earlier, like what is your quarterback going to give you, and what kind of production can you get out of that guy 
leading this offense. I mean, this is, there is, in my mind, we have the questions about the defense, right? There are no scenarios where this offense shouldn't be one of the balanced and, and best in all of college football, period. Definitely. And Olu said he wanted to come here because he wanted to to run the ball uh, a lot and, and maul guys, even when the other team knows you're going to run, uh, to run it. And I think a lot of people were impressed with Michigan uh, with that last year, something they weren't able to do in closing out some games in years past, but they were able to do it a year ago under Sharon Moore, who's done an outstanding job. Uh, the, the defense, uh, I thought it was interesting, Jim Harbaugh talking about Mozzie Smith as you know, potentially one of the top players on that unit. And it's not it's not surprising, but it, I think it's huge when we talk so much about the defensive line and what they have to replace. Well, you have a guy who is becoming, like David Ojabo did last season, you know, uh, one of the better players on the entire unit. Uh, that you know, He wasn't last year, but he is going to be this year, and he's taking a big jump. Do you guys feel better about the defensive line now than uh, pre-spring? Chris Jenkins was another guy he said made one of the biggest jumps. We saw him make a big jump from freshman year having half a season to sophomore, but probably an even, even bigger jump this year, especially with the increased role. Uh, I feel better about the defensive line. Edge is still a little concerning to me. And speaking of that attack list that Jim Harbaugh was talking about, Jalen Harrell is a guy who apparently topped the list. So um, your guys' thoughts on kind of the D-line. And, and by the way, I'll say this as well. Mike Elston, I think he's he's a great developer and is going to prove to be a big plus for this team too. Already has uh, that the guy was it was a home run and that's why Notre Dame fans were so sad to lose him. Uh, basically, this guy could probably be a coordinator. Let's be honest. Uh, not only uh, are you getting plus value, plus plus value there, but as a recruiting coordinator, he came in from day one and he said, "This is Michigan. Let's recruit like it." Uh, you know, he wants top five classes, and here's a guy who played here, gets it, understands it has John Jansen's stamp of approval, and that's good enough for me, fellas. I uh, played with him back in the day. so. Uh, but I, I really, really love the development there, and that was really one of the big question marks coming in, just like last year. And they really needed to stay healthy last year, guys, and they were fortunate. Let's be honest, Chris Hinton and Mozzie Smith stayed healthy. Otherwise, that group is really, really thin. Those guys played a lot of football. Mozzie Smith is back now, and they're going to ask even more of him uh, and the interior line. And one of the more encouraging things that – I heard coming out of spring was when Cade McNamara said, yeah, he said, for some reason, you know, we expected a huge drop off in pass rush. It wasn't the case. And a lot of it was because of the young interior guys. George Rooks is a guy uh, from people we've talked to who were at practice. He got to the quarterback three times in one scrimmage. Now on the fourth snap, he's getting pancaked at times is what they said, but that'll come. Uh, so you're getting guys like Chris Jenkins, uh, who's played a lot of football here. Mike Morris, I think is going to be, uh, here's another thing, guys, when it comes to pass rush. Say you get beat, you've got a six, seven guy on the edge there that can put his hands up. And we saw it in the spring game, and we saw it a few times last year, and knock a ball down at the line of scrimmage. And so I think they're going to be recruiting more linemen like that. Chris Jenkins isn't one of those guys, but if he's 285 pounds, which he wants to be playing in the interior, and they're forcing teams to throw, I'm good with that. Uh, because you're not going to have that, that pair of edge rushers like Aiden Hutchinson and David Ojabo. But I don't think you necessarily have to. And clearly not everybody has that every year. That's kind of an anomaly. It's a That's a once-every-10-year thing, even at Michigan. So I'm excited about that group. A uh, little concerned about the linebacker depth, but I like the secondary too. And I think if they get anything from the pass rush this year, that could be really an outstanding defense. Yeah, I'm banking on Mike Elston uh, to develop guys. And I'm also banking on Michigan's pedigree of developing those edge rush guys. Uh, there was the – I think we talked about it – the. Aiden Hutchinson called it edge rusher you. So I like what they have there. I mean, again, 
no. Do you, do you have two first rounders there? No. Do you have two second and third rounders there? We don't know yet. We haven't seen these guys play a ton of football, but I'm just to say like that pass rush was such a big part of what they were able to do last year and covered up a lot of deficiencies and you're losing Dax. I think Dax Hill is probably, I don't think we talk about him enough for, um, you know, what Michigan's losing off the back end there. It, it's really tough to find guys that, you know, that fit the run. Well, they can, they're versatile, they're athletic. They can switch over to corner. They can hold things down in the slot. That's going to be, that's going to be a, a big thing for them to overcome too. But again, I just, I, I think that it goes back to what I've been saying on these podcasts all off season. If you really sit down and think about it, did we have more questions about last year's defense going into the year or this year's defense? And Really, this year's defense, the biggest question is more just experience. I, I don't question the talent. I thought the talent, again, it was one, you know, it was a Saturday. It was a spring game. It was one of 15 practices. I like the talent I saw on the field, and I like the depth that I saw on the field. So I would just think with a, a summer of conditioning and, and continuing to dive into that playbook and then a full fall camp, the cream's going to rise to the top here. I mean, I, I think it took eight years, but I really do think at, almost every position on this roster. I think Jim Harbaugh has the depth and the competition that he's looking for. Let's talk about manscaped real quick. Our great sponsors. Um, fellas, have you started spring cleaning yet? The carpets need cleaning. The drapes need dusting and your lawn needs mowing. Spring has sprung and the global leaders in below the waist grooming have the best tools for cleaning aisle five in your pants. Time to clean out your winter bush and join the 4 million men worldwide who trust manscaped. By going to manscaped.com for 20% off in free shipping with the code 20GOBLUE, 20GOBLUE. Uh, Manscaped has the full package you need for spring cleaning this year. They sent us the performance package 4.0. It's the only tool you need uh, to keep everything fresh down there. Uh, 20GOBLUE is the promo code, 20GOBLUE. Fellas, a great product. Amazing product, yeah. I just got the uh, the hair products too, man. Yeah, uh, just used them, and it's fantastic. Everything's great. I uh, love having them as a sponsor, and I uh, see them everywhere now, guys. Uh, mm-hmm. How many millions now? It seems to go up it, incrementally. It, we started when we started with them, probably what a year ago. It was two. Uh, yeah. It's four now. And you're right. I, I saw them at I think it was in Meyer uh, the other day, yeah. or uh, or somewhere else. It might have been Macy's or something like that in the mall. So they're everywhere yeah. for sure. Uh, Twenty Go Blues, yeah. the promo code. Yeah, they're everywhere, but use our promo code, you know, please. Exactly. Uh, 20GoBlue. It also helps you out 20% off free shipping, of course. Um, Jim Harbaugh was talking about some different roles for guys that we've already seen a lot of. A.J. Henning being one of them. It's funny. He, he uses the – that's kind of been the line, and, and uh, somebody joked to me that I baited A.J. Henning into that in, uh, a couple weeks ago when he talked, and I asked him if there's any NFL guys out there that he – models his game after because he had tweeted about Debo Samuel or whatever. So I was seeing, okay, what's going on here? And he said Debo Samuel. And then you hear Jim Harbaugh say it. Now I did think back to the Taysom Hill comments last year. We're going to use Dan Valarius Taysom Hill. So not everything that you tinker with this time of year comes to fruition or ends up being something you use in the fall. But Jim Harbaugh did say it's past the experimental phase at this point. So they're, they're going to use him in the backfield. We saw him motion into the backfield a couple times last year. Um, and I like him in that role. I actually think he's better running the ball than he is running routes. 
um, you know, super fast, get him out in space. I like him in the return game. But also, Mike Sainer still, we've talked about that move as well. But, you know, Jim Harbaugh saying he's a starter there. We projected him there, Chris, you did in the depth chart uh, coming out of the spring. But also, we'll play both ways. Um, and we'll probably play special teams, as he always has as well. He's one of the best on the team there. Um, so you're going to have that. We talked about, you know, the interior guys. There are a lot of different, set, you know, things. The interior defense alignment, also more pass rush oriented. Kalel Mullings moving over, playing running back. Jim Harbaugh's always liked the linebacker, running back type of guy. Owen Marisek uh, being the most notable back in his Stanford days. But your guys' thoughts on on some of the guys, because we saw this in the spring game. And my takeaway from Mikey Sanristo and Kalel Mullings was that Mikey looked like a D-back, which is a compliment for a guy who's just moved over there. And Kalel Mullings. A guy who played that position in high school a lot. He looked like a running back when he had the ball in his hands. Yep. Uh, so your thoughts on some of these new, new, you know, things that Jim Harbaugh's tinkering with a little bit? Yeah, Mullings has to hang on to the ball from everything we've heard. That's the big thing with him. Uh, but he's got that acceleration. Now, when he gets there, uh, he doesn't have that extra gear, but he's got the acceleration through the hole that I think a guy like Tavi Dunlap doesn't have at this point. I'm not saying he can't improve, right, because he can, certainly. But I think that's what, one of the reasons that they moved him over there. Um uh, number two, Meg, Mike Sainristel is really the the surprise of spring, in my opinion. From the second they moved him, he looked like a natural at that position, and that's why I get how good Dax Hill was. I also thought he was inconsistent at times, Anthony, uh, especially in pass coverage. And the Mike Sainristel, I think uh, he's not Dax Hill. He's not that type of athlete, but I think he's enough football player and has the intangibles that he could be really good back there. And you can at least minimize the loss and use him in different ways. So and I think Will Johnson will be a guy like that eventually by the end of the year, too, uh, as a true freshman who helps fill that role. Uh, but A.J. Henning, I love the thought of him getting the ball in his hands in space, speed and space, if you want to call it that. <laughs> good, good memories. But uh, that play that came, that the, the play from the Ohio State game that we've probably all watched about 20 times. What a beautifully designed play. But that works because you've got a guy with that kind of speed and shiftiness that can that can score on a play like that. And uh, and I, I really love that role for him. Uh, I don't think he'll ever be an elite receiver. Uh, he's not the kind of guy that's going to get open all the time and get that separation. He'll improve there. But, um, you know, back to the days of Calvin Bell, before your time, guys, you know, we had a guy on our board with the moniker Calvin Bell reverse because that's how they used him. He's going to be that guy. You can use him on swing passes out of the backfield and things like that too. I like that role for him. And I like that these guys are embracing these roles and not complaining like Mike Sainristel. The second they said, hey, we're thinking about it, he's like, let's roll, baby. And uh, that's what it takes on a team, on a championship team, if you're going to compete for titles. Those are the kinds of attitudes you need to have. Yeah, the one thing I'll say about Henning, too, is that, again, it was just a brief little look at the spring game. But I think he had like five grabs for... 35 yards or something, whatever it was, it didn't look like he, the routes were a little more crisp. You know, he was a guy and Donovan Peoples Jones is like this coming out of high school too, where, you know, when you're a high school athlete, they pretty much put the ball in your hands and say, go. But once you get to college, you have to learn the the intricacies of running routes and, and the route tree and different cuts and things like that. So the fact that it looks like he's taking that step, it does make him a little more dangerous if they want to throw him in the backfield and, do some different things with him because you know you don't want to like when Eddie McDoom came on the field a couple of years ago, you know, okay, well, Michigan's probably going to run a reverse here. The more of these guys that you have on the field to where you go, they like to run that reverse play with him, but they also might not because he can also do this, this, and this, that makes everything a little more dangerous. So uh, the one thing I'll say going back to, you know, 
Henning and the role they want to use him in. And Mike Seymour still that position switch. Kalel Mullings uh, as well. Jim Harbaugh just had, you know, for as much crap as he takes, some of it justified, some of it not. He just has an eye for putting guys in the right spot at the right time. Now, with that being said, every once in a while you get a Ben Mason is playing defensive tackle. And that's, you know, then you have to revert back to what the original plan was. But everything that we've we've, we've talked about with Henning, with Sainer still, even Mullings. I mean, we've, we saw it in the spring game. He had a fumble uh, in the spring game. It, it looks like it works. And he's got this eye for it with guys that, you know, I would have never thought that Mike Sainer still could be a, a nickel or slot defender. Or I didn't, you know, I wouldn't think that, Kalel Mullings at I think 6'2", 236 or whatever he is would be a guy that's a, can- a candidate at running back. But that guy just has an eye for putting football players in, in positions to succeed. And that's that's another benefit of being as deep as you are at so many other positions where you go, we might be a little too deep at wide receiver, but I can take this guy and slide him over uh, to the cornerback room and he can help us there. Like that's just – that is an intangible – thing about what Jim Harbaugh brings to the table as a head coach and also credit to his staff for being, you know, they don't have a choice, but they have to be open and receptive to it as well. And um, with all of that, I just think that uh, he deserves a lot of credit in that regard. And we'll see what happens once they get on the field. I mean, there's going to be a point where maybe, you know, come November 26, Mike Sainer still is in the slot against, you know, Jackson Smith and Jigba. We'll see how successful, that sort of switches when that time comes, but um, for in the here and now, I mean, credit to those guys for finding spots and roles for these guys and seeing whatever they can do to help the team win. And real Some- quick, I, I, I want to say something real quick, uh, Clay, about when you talk about Henning, I think Ron Bellamy uh, is a huge upgrade there in terms of having a dedicated wide receivers coach uh, and knowing and helping Henning with the routes and things like that. To me, uh, that was a great move. We'd heard he was coming in as a wide receivers coach initially, started off as safeties. I love that move. I think he's going to be a huge asset there. I agree. That's a that's a group that needs some hands-on, more hands-on coaching. It's not Josh Gaddis's fault. He had more responsibility. And, you know, there are some perks that comes with, you know, your position coach being the coordinator. But also, I think you lose a little bit there in terms of the, the teaching and day-to-day stuff, for sure. And just going back to that Henning touchdown, just remember, the guy who they used as a decoy on that play on a swing pass to the left, you know, pump fake, is Donovan Edwards, another guy who I think can play a similar role to Henning where we're going to see him in the slot. I think he did it 20, 25 times last year, uh, looking at PFF formation stuff, and also in the backfield, of course. And when you go back to tendencies, I think, you know, they're going to have to tinker with, you know, the Kalel Mulling stuff and the Tavier Dunlap, but you probably want eventually uh, it to be where Blake Corum or Donovan Edwards can be in the backfield on all downs so you have everything at your disposal but um a lot to like and i like how they're you know i like how jim harbaugh does that and experiments i think the the ben mason thing was the one that didn't work but it was a little more out of necessity probably than than anything else so uh interesting there but anything else from you guys uh you know lots of good football talk today yeah donovan edwards uh it was uh, i was listening to john jansen talk and i've talked to him and he said he was a spring mvp and that excited me because this is a kid that's got all of the, the talent in the world, right? And we didn't see a whole lot between the, ta- the tackles last year, but they're going to need that guy to get those tough yards. And I think it's not going to be Blake Corum, no disrespect meant to him. Uh, it's going to be a guy like Donovan Edwards. And I thought he was a little bit quick with the ball and, and it, with his runs last year, didn't have the patience. And year two, we saw how what Mike Hart did with Blake Corum in that respect. I would expect a similar type of leap 
even more so from Donovan Edwards, who I think is just an elite athlete with elite hands. For sure. Um, okay. We'll leave it there. A uh, bunch of spring football stuff. Obviously, we'll continue to cover it throughout the spring, summer. We got our football preview magazine coming up. Uh, football will be around the corner. Before we know it, we'll be down in either Indy or Chicago for Big Ten Media Day. So stay with us at thewolverine.com. As always, thank you to Manscaped, our sponsor. 20GoBlue is the promo code there for 20% off and free shipping. And we'll see everyone next time.